welcome to the What I Love About Men podcast. I'm your host, Steph Ganowski. After having multiple negative experiences with men, I started to believe all men were toxic. That is, until a few male strangers challenged my belief completely. This made me realize that a major problem with men in relationships stems from the fact that most men don't really love themselves or pay enough attention to their own strengths. I want to change that. Now I'm on a mission to help men thrive mentally, emotionally, physically, and sexually in their relationships with themselves and with women. So stay tuned and see how my passion can help you as a man. Hey guys, welcome back to the What I Love About Men podcast. Today's episode is going to be super cool because it's a little bit of mindset work here. So apparently, just found this out, this week is Men's Mental Health Week. And that got me excited because I have a lot of mental topics, <laughs> mindset topics, more more so, um, that I want to share with you guys. So I figure, hey, this is a perfect week to do it. And yeah, let's dive in. Before I dive in, I just want you guys to, or just want to remind you guys to please leave a, a review for this podcast. If it's bringing you value and you're enjoying it and you're using the content, I know so many of you reach out to me saying, hey, Steph, thanks so much for this, or this really spoke to me, or I love the way you deliver the message because I was able to implement it. Anything like that would really help the podcast grow, guys. So I would love if you you could just leave a review and a rating down below. Um, You just scroll right to the bottom. All right. So the mindset tip I wanted to talk about today is an interesting one. And it's going to blow your fucking mind. Maybe not blow your mind, but it's pretty cool. Um, So there's this concept of just be yourself, right? So many people just say, oh, just be yourself. You go on a date, oh, just be yourself. And you want, um, you know, you want certain things. You want to achieve certain things. People are like, just do you. Just, Just keep doing you or just keep being yourself or just... You can get there. I know you. Just be yourself. And it's all this be yourself talk. And it's great because you want to you want to be yourself. You want to be proud of who you are. But at the same time, if you don't change your actions, then your results don't change. So if you are yourself, and you're just being yourself all the time, then you're always going to get the life you have right now. That makes sense? Makes sense, right? So what does that mean? Um, first of all, let me just say that I have a lot of people who, not a lot of people, I shouldn't say that, but there's there are guys who come to me and say, and say, Steph, you know, why, why can't I just be me? Or like, why is me not being good enough? You're always talking about how we should improve. And I speak to, the audience I speak to, or want to speak to, or market to, are men and all my clients are men who are very ambitious. All my clients are go-getters. Like they're not lazy guys. They're up early. They're working hard. They are striving to do their best in every single area of their life. And in order to do their best, they have to keep growing and they have to keep changing their identity. So they don't get defensive when I say something like improve yourself or here's what you can change about yourself or let's change this let's improve this. Let's grow here. They don't, because they want to, because they understand that in order to grow, they have to shift their identity to their next level of their identity. So it's still them. It's just, what's the better version of you? What's the next version of you? You could look at it. You could look at it that way too. 
What's the next level of you that you need to become in order to get that result? And that result may be, may be a relationship, a, more, a better relationship with more communication and more love and more affection. Maybe that's the result. Maybe the result is, is monetary. Maybe it's, maybe it's all about money, getting that promotion. Who do you have to be to get that promotion? Um, maybe it's health. You know, who do you have to be? What habits do you have to instill in yourself that you're not taking on now in order to have a different result health-wise? Because if you be yourself now and you're 100 pounds overweight, guess what? Being yourself is not going to get you to lose 100 pounds. You need to shift your identity. You need to reach the next level you. Same in your relationship. Be Taking the same exact actions and the same thought processes and the same communication style because you're being yourself, Right? you're not going to get any change on the outside. You're just not because you're staying in the same place. You're, you're remaining in the same identity, which is going to give you the same results you've been getting. So I think that's why a lot of people get frustrated with why am I not, you know, why am I not seeing improvement? I try so hard and they have the same concept of I'm good enough where I am. And I think self-love and self and understanding self-improvement are two extremely different things And people tend to combine them and think, well, if I feel like I need to improve, that means I'm not good enough. So, you know, I'm going to tell myself I am good enough and I could just be me all the time and just keep doing what I'm doing all the time. But if you're dissatisfied with what you're getting, then you got to fucking change who you are. (laughs) Okay. Like wake up call. Hello. Um, Sorry, I don't mean to be a bitch, but like, come on. It just makes sense. And it's, it's good to have someone kind of smack you and wake you up in this sense that just shows. Yeah, because I, I went through this too, guys, where I had, you know, my coach where he's like, okay, what are you doing right now? This is a couple years ago. And I was trying to achieve something, a certain monetary goal, and I couldn't achieve it. And I told him, you know, what my habits were. And he said, all right, well, if you keep doing that, of course, it's not going to work because you're not you're not, you don't have the habit of out, direct outreach at, for this amount of time on a daily basis. You know, you don't have the confidence instilled in you that you need. You're not thinking of yourself in this way and, that, and you need to, or you're not presenting yourself in this manner. Like think of like what, and he kind of framed it as, um, think of Steph who has that goal. Like, what does she do on a daily basis? Does she do exactly what you're doing right now? And I said, hell no. She's doing this. She's waking up at this time. She's going straight to this. She's taking action here. She's, she's, um, you know, rating herself on a weekly basis, on a nightly basis. She never misses it. She collaborates with people. She connects with people by doing this, this, and that. And he said, all right, what are you doing in comparison to that? And it was so, so off. And I said, and he said, all right, well, that's why you're not going to get there. And it was just such a oh <laughs> moment of, okay, there's a lot of shifts I need to make. But that's the best part, guys, is when you know, first of all, you need to know what you want. You need to know what outcome you want. And then you have to ask yourself, just think about it, even just visualizing it. You make a fun exercise out of it. Just you visualizing, all right, if I did have that thing, what would that version of me do on a daily basis in order to maintain that? or reach it in the first place, right? And then you can kind of backpedal and, sorry if you hear Pico chewing on his toy, that may sound really gross. 
I don't think you can hear, but it's just, it sounds gross to me. All right, so <laughs> anyway, um, fuck, I forgot what I was saying now. But anyway, it's it's really important for you guys, yeah, in order to know the steps, you know, backpedal, know the steps, and then you can actually achieve it. And something I was telling my my client yesterday, um, he was saying, he was saying that he was having trouble um, the other day, just falling into this negative thought pattern. And he was like, yeah, like I had a great day. I was super productive, but I just kept having these negative thoughts come in my head. And this happens a lot, right guys? Like this is, this is not, um, a foreign thing to most humans, right? We get in a negative spiral and then it kind of just, we, we get stuck in our head and we can't get it out because we start dwelling, right? We put our focus there and then we keep it there unless we know where to go. So that's why clarity is so helpful because if you know where to go, then at any moment when you're in a negative trap, negative thought spiral, you can always go back to your goals and say, okay, what's the next step here? All right, let's take it. And there's something very specific that you know leads to who you want to be and what you want in life. And you could take it because it's specific. It's a simple action. It's the next step that you've already laid out in front of you. Um, So that's why it's really important to write a five-year plan, a one-year plan, even a 10-year plan, just to know, okay, what am I aiming towards? And does my identity currently align with, with what I want? Or at least am I heading in that direction? Am I picking up habits that will that will end me up that will, where I can end up in that direction or in that result. You know, so it's what I told him was the importance of intention. And we have to remember that the more intentional we are in the moment, the more likely we are to get our head out of that negative thought process. So what that means for him is, or anyone going through this type of thing is just simply closing your eyes And picturing, visualizing, doing like a five to 10 minute visual of how you want the rest of your day to go. Because once you do this, it's creative, you know, especially if you're a visual person, which most of us are, it's a creative way of creating the rest of your day and then giving your brain direction of, okay, now I know what to do to make this day great. If you just sit there in the negative thought process, then you just dwell there because there's no path. There's no direct path or no clarity for your brain to take to get you out of there. It just like sits there and dwells because it's like, all right, this is what we know right now. Let's just dig into it a little bit. Let's get deeper and darker and more dreary and depressing. (laughs) And that's, that's not funny, but that's where we tend to go, right? So when you're intentional about your thoughts and you're intentional about where you want to, how you want to get out, it's very easy to get out. It's simple. And it simply just takes five to 10 minutes of visualizing How can I make this day great? Think about your goals. Visualize your goals. And if you write them down often enough, if you have that five-year plan, that one-year plan, then you'll have your goals in front of you and you'll know the next step to take for each of those goals. So with clarity, you know, comes power. It really does. Because that gives your brain somewhere to go, especially in those moments of feeling down or negative and then falling into that spiral. It's a good way to get you out is to just, nope, let's take this route. Let's reframe. Let's pull back, close our eyes, take a moment, breathe a little differently, think differently, and then the brain is able to jump on another pathway because you're shifting, you're making a shift in your, in your physiology and your um, mentality at the same time. You're, breathing, you're relaxing your breath, you know, you're, you're, you're staying focused, and then you're shifting your thought patterns. 
so that was just something um, cool I wanted to add into this just because I thought it it related a bit. But but yeah, I I love, you know, I love you guys. And I don't want you to feel like you're not good enough. And going back to what I said, self-worth is not, it does not mean you're not worthy. Like for me, in order to change, for me, I know that my, I am worthy and I love myself just as I am. But I'm not... Um, I'm not satisfied because I know what I'm capable of and I know I'm capable of so much more. So it's this concept that I, I mentioned to you guys before, Ed Milet, uh, he's big in the entrepreneur space, one of my distant mentors um, <laughs> via social media. I He always uses this concept of blissful dissatisfaction and that's how I always think of my identity and my path is I'm blissfully dissatisfied. Like I am happy with myself. I'm happy with where I am. I'm happy how far I've come. And I'm grateful for that, for who I am and how far I've come and how hard I work to move forward. But I'm not satisfied. Because once you're satisfied, that's when you kind of just let the dreams go and sit back and you're like, all right, this is it, right? But I don't want this to be it. I want there to be more. I want to grow. And I think that's the best part of life is like, we will never stop growing. There's way too much to fucking learn in like for you to just stop. There's just too much out there. And I will die knowing there's too much out there and knowing I have never met my full potential. Um, maybe I will, but like, there's just so much, you know, if we can take all the information in the world we could grow and grow and grow up to like hundreds of years old, but we can't get to that age physically, right? So it's kind of just like, I I am happy and I want to be happy in the moment and I want to feel worthy and love myself because that's important. You got to love the journey because if you are continuously growing, there really is no end goal, right? Like there's some plans. There's the one-year plan, the five-year plan. Then the next five-year plan, and then the next five-year plan, the 20-year plan. You know, like it never just cuts off where it's like, all right, once I get here, boom, I'm done. And that's why they say a lot of people who retire get fall into depression pretty quickly because they turn off their brain, they turn off their learning capacity, and they just, you know, regardless of how much money you have, you're not happy if you're not growing. I really believe that. The happiness is very, um, very much associated to growth. And that's something I will just never take for granted is my ability to learn and retain information. And that's one of the top things I share in my gratitude, expression of gratitude whenever I, whenever I do share it out loud in my car, which is usually where it happens. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's just, there's just so much to improve and that you can look at that as an exciting part of you becoming a better version of you. You know, it's not like you're not good enough. Become someone else. It's like, no, jump to the next level of you. It's still you. You're just bumping a level up so that you can get different things so that you are more knowledgeable in order to attain certain things that you weren't able to before. You know, I'm sure 10 years ago, you were in a completely different mental place than you are now of what you're capable of, right? It doesn't mean you weren't happy with your, you didn't, you, you couldn't love yourself back then because you weren't a better version of you. You know, so it's just, I think it's really cool and, and just, it's a way to show that you love yourself when you're willing to improve and when you're willing to really take care and, 
and look at the different pillars of life. I always uh, share this with my clients. Just always check in on your health, your wealth, your love, and your happiness. And if one of those pillars is off, like way off than the other three, then you know that's your focus point for a little while. And it's like, all right, how can I improve this part of my life in the ne- for the next month or so? And maybe make that theme of the month that pillar and come up with three action steps you want to do, or maybe four, one for each week. And, you know, I can help you do that, guys. Of course, that's what I help men do is, is take those, create those plans and then be held accountable to them without the mental shit getting in the way. But it's so effective and it's so important for us to not think, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm good enough as I am right now. Because once you stop growing, I, I don't know, I just really think that's not, not a smart thing to do. <laughs> and, and there's just, you have so much potential. You have so much you're capable of. Another interesting point I want to mention before I end this episode is understanding your commitment to yourself. And I was listening to a podcast. It's actually a Ed Milet podcast this morning. It's taking a walk, getting my 10,000 steps in, which I did. Woo! Um, and he was talking about the most important, uh, the guy was John Ace, Asaph, I think his name was, he's big in the neuro world. Um, and he was talking about the, the most powerful question in his life, which he got from a mentor at an early age of 19. And the mentor asked him, all right, this is the question that will determine whether or not you succeed in life. There's one question. And that's it. And he's like, yeah, okay. There's one question that determines my answer, that the answer determines whether or not I succeed. He's like, yeah. Are you ready to hear it? He goes, yeah. Question was, are you interested in improving your life and getting the life of your dreams? Or are you committed to getting the life of your dreams? That's a powerful fucking question. Right. And, you know, you could relate it to your relationships. Are you just interested in learning new skills and wanting to improve or are you actually going to commit yourself to taking new action and actually going through with improving? Because it's there's a difference there. You know, when you're interested, you allow excuses to take over. There's always an excuse. Oh, I'll start later. Oh, it wasn't a good time. Oh, she said this. So that got me mad. So it's not going to work. Oh, this happened. And oh, this person came into the picture. So I just had to put everything on hold and not try anymore. Like I'll just, I'll try again, maybe next year or whatever. That's what happens when you're interested in something. When you're committed, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. There's no excuses. When you're committed, you fucking do it because you find a way. And I think that's really important too, because I think a lot of us just fall into this trap of just putting it aside, putting things off, you know, getting distracted because there's so much out there to distract us. And, oh, start later. Oh, like if it's important to you, you will commit yourself to it. That's why I ask my before my clients work with me, I ask them on a level of from one to 10, how committed are you? If they're lower than an eight, I don't work with them. I don't even tell them about how I can help them. I just, 
end the phone call. I mean, I always try to help them on the first phone call anyway, the complimentary call, but if they aren't that committed to their the end goal, I don't want to work with someone who's not committed. Because that just shows they're going to use excuses. They're going to play the victim. They're going to disappear. They're not going to show up fully. When you're committed, you take shit seriously. Think about that. Like, think right now in your life. Like, what are you committed to versus the things you're just interested in? And take note of how much attention you give each of those things. How much discipline you have around the things you're committed to versus the things you're just interested in. Sure, it's way different. Right? Note the progress you have in certain areas of your life. What is your level of commitment in that area versus the progress you've made of things you're just, eh, yeah, I mentioned I'd like to do this more, but no. Eh. Big difference. So, so yeah, this is something just to keep in just to keep in mind, guys, and and even in relation to the main topic here, which is improving yourself. How committed are you to improving yourself in order to reach the goal you want to reach? Most importantly, above all, what is the fucking goal? Because you need to know that before anything. And I talked to a lot of guys recently. I've been talking to a lot of guys in certain Facebook groups who are struggling in their relationships. And and some guys are just clueless. Like they think they know what they want and it's just a bunch of gibberish coming out. Paragraphs and paragraphs, which is how you know someone's not sure of what they want. Because they just go off saying all this random shit where I'm just like, uh, you have no idea what you want, do you? And the guys who do know what they want, it's boom, three sentences max. And they're just so certain that they're not there, but that's what they want. And that's what you need. That's the first step. These guys writing the paragraphs are usually just filled with excuses like, but this, but then this happened, but I want to be with her, but she always does this and blah, blah, blah. And I would really like this, but this can't happen. There's a lot of excuses in there and there's a lot of mindset shifts that need to be made in there. You know, for instance, like your belief is everything. If you don't believe you can commit, you don't believe you will commit, then you won't. And I have guys who tell me that too. I say on a scale from one to 10, how committed are you? And they'll say, well, I, I would say 10, but I just don't believe. I just don't believe I can be a 10 right now because of this and this. And that's a real thing. You know, so I also want you to just pay attention to your belief system right now. How do your beliefs align with what you have in life? Are you the type of guy who's always saying, you know, I'm not smart enough to do that or I'm not capable of making her happy. I'll never make her happy. Even saying things like sarcastically like that really affect you and they go into your brain and they take over your subconscious, which takes up like about 98% of our actions. It's somewhere in the high 90s. I always just say a random high 90s number, but it's it's up there. And the more you say that, even if it's joking, your brain doesn't know you're joking. You're just saying these words and words are so powerful. 
And if you're telling yourself certain beliefs that you don't want to believe or have actions tied to, don't say them. Okay? Do not say them. I used to be, all my life, I thought I was so stupid. And, you know, my brother would call me stupid, joking. um, But then I would call myself stupid and be like, oh my God, I'm so stupid. And it would be like this thing where if I said something I was insecure about, I would just right away say, I'm stupid. Ah, whatever. I'm so stupid. And I realized that was feeding my belief that I, that I was stupid. And guess what happens when I thought I was stupid? This happened in school a lot, like growing up in school, especially high school. I remember this. I would actually not perform well on tests, not do well when the teacher called on me. I wouldn't know what to do because I would have this anxiety and right away think like, I can't answer this question. I'm stupid. And our beliefs are directly tied to our actions. And I never knew the answers. I always did poorly on tests. And then when I saw my guidance counselor um, fast forward to college, I told this story a few times, Becky, and she said, you can do this stuff. This is easy for you. You got this. Come on, you got this. You're smart. And I said, okay. And it was just the first time someone in that authority in the education world told me that. And I went out and I was on the dean's list for the rest of college. Because I had someone believe in me to so much to the point was that where I was able to flip my self-talk and actually believe it too. And then my actions correlated. It was so fucking nuts. <laughs> like, it was freaky. And I also had friends. I had, I had a best friend who would tell me, you know, you have to be smart to get into grad school stuff. And I said, oh, true. So I didn't go to grad school. And when you leave those relationships and you surround yourself with people who talk you up and then you feel like you can talk yourself up because that's your new reality, then your actions are tied to that new reality. So this is a perfect example of me shifting my identity. I'm not the same person I was when I thought I was stupid. That is not me anymore. I grew to the next level me. I asked myself, okay, what do I need to do to grow? What do I need to do to change? If I want this, what do I have to do to get that? You know, I wanted to graduate college and I flunked the first year and a half completely. So I went to that guidance counselor and she gave me a plan of action and she believed in me and she got me to believe in myself. And from there, I just had this new identity that gave me things I wanted. I graduated. And that's what I wanted. That was the goal. But I could not have been that same girl and graduated because that girl skipped every class. That girl played hooky. That girl partied nonstop. That girl didn't give a shit about her body or her brain and did horrible things. That was a version of me, but that's not me anymore. You know, and if you want something that you don't have right now, You got to think of it that way. I have to become the next version of me to get that. Because doing what I'm doing right now, the habits I have right now are only leading me to the results I have right now. And that will always be the case. You're not going to wake up one day, have the same exact routine, and all of a sudden have all these things come floating into your life. Like, it's not going to happen that way. I don't care how much you think about it or visualize it or meditate on it. It's not going to happen. But meditation and visualizing will make you understand what steps you need to take. And they will, and those practices, those inner size practices, which is a book by John Asaph, you should 
You should check it out. I'm about to buy it. I didn't buy it yet, but I heard great things. I'm going to do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, the more you do that and then you visualize it, the more you're telling your brain, this is what I want. This is what I want. And with that repetition of those thoughts, of those goals, then your brain and those beliefs, say you say affirmations along with thinking about the goals and you say like, I'm, I'm an amazing guy. Like I'm so, I'm so sexually appealing. My wife is always crazy about me. We have such a great relationship. We have such intellectual conversations. Um, we're raising our kids this way and it feels amazing. And this is what it looks like. This is where we're going to go on vacation together. And this is what, the more you put these, these ideas in, in your brain repeat, repetitively, your brain gets to a point where it's like, all right, um, I guess I'm going to drop these old beliefs because you don't really, you're not really using them anymore. So let's use the new ones. And that's the power of affirmations. You know, people think, look in the mirror and say a bunch of things and then you'll get it in your life. No, that's not what happens. It's saying them over and over to tell your brain to, to it's kind of like word vomit over and over. Not word vomit, that's not the right word. Just repetition. Repetition of beliefs where you actually believe that they could be true and that's really what you want. And saying it over and over to the point where your brain and subconscious takes that new pattern because it's said over and over so much that the old patterns and the, the negative beliefs don't even make sense because your brain is like, all right, well, he's not using these as much anymore. These, these other beliefs are overpowering, so let's just go with these. And when you have those new beliefs, guess what? You, st- you start taking different actions, and that's how your life slowly changes. And then you take those actions that lead to that result that you want. That is the power of our brain and our mindset. It's even good. Something else I learned on the, the podcast episode by John Asaph. I hope I'm saying his name right. Fuck. But it's something like that. He's, he's on The Secret, if you guys have heard of The Secret. And by the way, he even calls, he even calls it out a little bit where he's like, if you think you're just going to sit there and think about things to come true, that's bullshit. <laughs> and he explains the actual science of how the law of attraction works. And it's not, it's not as woo-woo as you guys think. Like there's actual science behind it. But the, the way it's described is very, very woo-woo um, in books and the movie. Anyway, so something else he said that was really interesting was a lot of people say, he was talking about the power of words. Um, by the way, if you guys want to check out this episode, it's the Ed Milet show. And then the guest is uh, with John Asaph. Let me let me see if that's his if that's his name. Sorry. All right, it's something like that. <laughs> Check it out; you'll see it. Um, yeah, evolve your brain. Right, that's the title of the episode. But what he says is when people say he's talking about the power of words and he says when um, he's like something interesting about the phrase, I want to lose weight. He said this is so detrimental and people should not be saying it. And uh, he he was very overweight at one point. I think he was 200 something pounds. He was trying to lose weight and <laughs> lose weight. I just said it. But he would, he would say, I want to lose weight. And someone, I don't know where he, where he learned this, if someone told him, I forget. But he was explaining the phrase, 
lose weight. And what happens, he said, what happens when you lose something? Let's just take it from a natural, um, you know, place of when, whenever we lose something, what do we want to do? We want to find it. We want to find it again. So all those people who obsess over losing weight, they usually get the weight back, right? And a lot of that has to do with them telling themselves that. That verbiage of, oh, I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. When you think of what, um, and what John does, or what he did to lose the weight, he did. He almost has a six-pack at this point at like age 60-something, which is awesome. But something he did was say, I want to release weight. Because when you release something, it's free from you, right? You don't expect to get it back. And that's the power of words. I don't know how many studies were done on that um, that specifically, that terminology, that phrasing. But I just thought that was really interesting. And I also think it's it makes a lot of sense because whenever I hear people like, oh, I need to lose weight, I need to lose weight, they're usually people who are struggling most. You know, when people, when there's people who are like, I need to eat healthier or I just started eating really healthy and I started, I brought all these, I put more, so much more fruit and vegetables in my diet. And those are the people who usually succeed because they're not starving themselves and they're not focusing on losing something. They're focused on what they're gaining. They're gaining health. They're gaining vegetables. They're gaining fruit. They're gaining more this or that. So I just thought that was really, really cool something I wanted to share with you guys. But anyway, you should really check out the episode because it's just, it's mind-blowing and it's really, it's really great. A lot of great mindset, mindset, brain hack things. So that is it, guys. I'm going to wrap it up here. And just main takeaway from this podcast is it's okay to be yourself. And I want you to feel good with yourself and happy with yourself and love yourself. But At the same time, if you are trying to achieve certain goals that you do not have in your life at this moment, chances are you're going to have to shift your identity to become someone else. And it's just someone else meaning another version of you. So don't look at it like, oh, I can't be myself. Just look at it like you're going to become a better version of yourself because you need to take different actions to get different things. All right. All right. I hope that helped you. I hope that helped you. And if you feel like you could use some coaching in your relationship right now, please let me know. Um, The effective communication method is still open. I have a bunch of guys in it. So super exciting. And I would love to help you in your communication skills with your female partner. So if you feel like you're stuck in the same place, doing the same thing and expecting a different result, Let me help you with that because it's going to take new habits. It's going to take more knowledge and it's going to take implementation of skills along with being held accountable to that implementation, which I will do for you. I promise. All right, that is it. Have an amazing morning, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world. And I will talk to you soon. Bye guys.